heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We're very glad to have you with us today. And Actually, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very bummed because we're missing a couple people here today. No, Vinny. It's, it's just yeah. different without Vinny. Yeah. I could talk with like Vinny if you want, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Robbie, stop well, laughing. Stop talking. Get we're missing one show. and a half because Al's kind of like half there today. So. <laughs> That's every day. <laughs> it's, so which don't, me, don't underestimate Yeah, you're me. coming right to the point of the yeah. show today. What, I am. What do I, we say about words that hurt, Sam? <laughs> I know. I know. I just thought we'd go ahead and get it out of the way. No, we are going to be talking about uh, words that hurt. Um, a lot of times God uses different things for me just to kind of speak to my heart. You know, obviously the Bible and prayer and and those things and and but there's also a lot of times he speaks to me through music you know and it's not necessarily a whole song kind of like it's not a whole movie you know but there's just segments he speaks to me through movies and things like that and just helps me see some truth and don henley had a new cd come out um a country cd called cass county i think it is and there's a song on there i'm gonna play a little bit from it it really just kind of spoke to my heart the truth in it and we're gonna come back and talk a little bit about that as as men and our responsibility on the topic today Cutting words from careless lips Softly spoken Oh, you can do damage Never scream or shout Emotions get the best of us Say things we don't mean Take them back once they're out It only takes a breath or two To tear your world apart Sticks and stones may break your bones But words can break your heart As you guys uh, listen to that, it's... For me, it was very powerful. Just that, you know, I started thinking back about the things that's really hurt in my life. You know, I mean, if there's something physical that that happened, yes. But, you know, most of the wounds in my life actually came from words versus, you know, something that was physical. And it just uh, really spoke to my heart, just, again, the power of the words. Now, I have two really biblical scholars here. And so... (laughs) Where? Yeah, I'm putting you Are on the spot. in the back room, in the green room? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to put you on the spot. Is it in, James isn't where they talk about controlling the tongue. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that uh, the damage it can do, and that's really what that song's about. And so today we're going to talk a lot about the power of your words. Now, Robbie, I know we talked about it earlier in the week. You've had some time to, to think about it. And now I'm going to ask you as well. I bet there's some time in your life you went, ooh, I wished I wouldn't have said that. Um, yeah. In fact, there was a couple of times before the show, I was thinking, I wish you hadn't said that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, for me, it's always there's there when you're angry and it's like, sometimes you let the Holy Spirit in and you do the right thing. Sometimes you let the enemy in and sometimes you just do it yourself. But when an argument 
um, comes upon you, how often is it a one-upmanship? Mm-hmm. Where you, who can say the nastier thing? Who can win by degrading the other person and berating the other person? And I know that that's come in my life, early on in my life, the first probably third to half of my life, where in the biggest wounds were when people brought up the past, mistakes from the past. Mm-hmm. And I heard something very wise that when you bring up someone's past, you're not allowing God to change who they are and forgive them mm-hmm. to become who he wants them to be. Yeah. That was really a change in my life to where I had to let that go. Yeah. Couldn't bring that up anymore. So Robbie, yeah, what about I, you? Have you ever found well, yourself in that <laughs> position? Uh, being the father of four, but actually also with my wife. Yeah. Um, there have been many times, unfortunately, that what I think actually happens is I've become the mouthpiece of Satan. Mm-hmm. that he is trying to speak something into their life and I happen to bite the bait mm-hmm. and take the lie and then deliver it to the person that I dearly love um, and you know, say things that, yeah, boy, if there was any way in the world I could take that back. But the other thing that I think there is that, I, that I've learned through this message and through you know, my study and with being with you guys is there maybe some clue to your wife's glory or your child's glory in when you recognize what was it I said out of anger and is how, how did Satan use me mm-hmm. and how can I go back against that and speak the truth back into my wife's life or how can I speak the truth back into my child's life by not having swallowed the bait, you know, that, <clears throat> you know, you're too liberal with the kids or you're too harsh or, or whatever the situation may be. Yeah, I, uh, I too many times I've fallen into the trap of being the mouthpiece for the enemy. Right. You know, and, and you really realize that when you've been together with somebody for a long time. Keep going. And uh, you know their story. And then what ends up happening is you find yourself saying something and you go, wow, that just really went against a really hard place for them. And so that's, I really, that, that, that's the times that I just go, oh man, what did I do? You know, that's a good point, Sam. And we all experience those moments where we say something really bad. Yeah. And when you say that, how hard is it to apologize right after you do that? Mm-hmm. Because you're already angry. You know you shouldn't have said it. So what direction do you go from there? That's, that's really a tough thing is how do you stop it and how do you retreat? Yeah, and once those words are out, there's no way to pull them back. They're no. gone. Well, yeah, once you've seen it, once you've said it, once you've heard it, it stays with you forever, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, I remember one time as Robbie was talking, you know, I'm father of uh, four kids as well, and uh, I remember one time I was telling my oldest daughter that she did something that disappointed me, All right? And I said it that way. I said, I'm very disappointed about that. And she turned to me and started bawling and said, you, you think I'm a disappointment. Yeah. Her ears heard something else. Yeah. You know, and, and just the, the power of that. No, that's not what I'm saying. And, and so there are times that, you know, there is misunderstandings in there. There's also times when life just kind of hits you, right? I mean, it just seems like everything's going bad around you. And so we're going to actually go to a clip. And this is the hardest clip for me to ever listen to. We've used it a few times. And it's from the movie The Kid. And in the scene, what's going on is you have a little boy that's about eight years old 
and he has he'll he'll be talking about a screw at one point or another. And to put that in context, his dad and him were working on the car, and his dad said that he'd lost a screw, and the little boy found it. And so we're going to pick it up as the dad is bringing the mom home after she'd went to school to get the son who got in trouble for actually standing up and fighting for somebody like he should have. Out of your mind. Fine. I'm fine. You stay there. What is the matter with you? I'm sorry. How can you do this to your mother? What are you trying to do? Kill her faster? What? We're gonna lose her. You pull some stuff like you did today. You're killing her. I found a screw, Dad. Screw. Stop trying. Here's the screw, Dad. Look, here it is. Here it is. I found it. Stop trying. Look at the screw. Here it is. Stop trying. Stop. You gotta grow up now. Do you understand? Grow up. Grow up. Mom's dying. Soon? Yeah. For your next birthday. Did I do it? No. No, you didn't do it. It's not your fault. Dad was just saying those things because he's scared. He knows that he has to raise you alone. He doesn't know how to do it. I thought you never cried. Since <sighs> my eighth birthday. So, Robbie, I know we've we've had this clip a couple times, but it just tears me up every time. But what what's going on here that you really can just learn a lot from? Oh, you know, yeah. As we talk about the topic, <clears throat> this clip has phenomenal wisdom it's an unbelievable movie and the, mm-hmm. what you can't tell if you've never seen the movie is that the boy is actually talking to himself as a man mm-hmm. so he's come back to visit himself when he was a kid to see where the wound came from from his father that had turned him into the person that was so insensitive and unable to cry and what a cool thing happens is bruce willis gets to see as an adult what really happened at that time when his mother was dying and that his father was simply just scared because he knew he was going to have to raise him alone and he could then process what was really going on rather than blame himself for his mother's death. The wisdom behind that for both me and you, Sam, as we know, is is now Jesus is in a position in our lives to take us back as adults and mm-hmm. revisit issues like this in our own childhood to help us process it as an adult because we're still processing it in bondage to the lie that we bought from Satan back when we were a child. Yeah, that uh, that actually just uh, happened to me on Saturday. Really? I, I had a counseling session, um, and it was just incredible, the, the things that God did, but it was going back and dealing with some stuff from when I was around 10 that I thought I'd already processed and been through. But God said, no, I'm going to go after that root that's in there, that, that vow. And that's what Bruce Willis's character had done is he'd, he had been hurt by his dad's words and believed it was his fault. And so he made this vow, I'm never going to cry again. 
you know, and it's 30 years later, 40, no, he's 40, so it's 32 years later, and he's still living under that um, cloud. So as you listen to that, what's some thoughts you have? We're going to get a break here in a second, so I'll only give you a little bit of time to talk. <laughs> uh, you know, my wife and I gave our marriage testimony in Sunday school, yeah. and we talked about how her dysfunctional childhood and my dysfunctional childhood came into a marriage and made a perfect storm. And what we found is that my wounds were coming out aggressively to hurt her wounds, mm-hmm. and hers were coming out in mine. And we had to find a way to stop using those wounds. Yeah, we'll come back and revisit that. We're going to come back and talk about the power of positive words. Is there power words both ways? And also, it's not always about anger. As the song said, you can say something very quietly and hurt to the core. Come back and listen with us. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Mask and Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. And I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. To tear your world apart Sticks and stones may break your bones But words can break your heart Welcome back as we continue to talk about This is the topic that Don was singing there, that words can break your heart. That's right. You know, and when I first thought about this topic, you know, obviously, like we heard from the, the kid, you think of that very aggressive now that you're talking about, we're going to come back on that here in a second. But it can be quiet. You can do a lot of damage and never raise your voice. You know, and maybe you don't say something negative, but maybe you um, give false hope. Or you, um, what I want to say, that you convince somebody that something's a different way. You know, that's something that my wife and I have been talking about, that when your words depart from your actions then that's when hearts get broken. Mm-hmm. So that if if I say that I'm going to do something or I say I love you and we're moving in one direction and somebody, their actions contradict that, their heart gets broken a little bit more each time. Mm-hmm. But the more you move to the point where your words and actions reinforce each other, that's when two become one truly spiritually. Yeah, I, I think it, the word I was looking for is deception. Right when someone says something and they don't have to raise a voice and go back and I don't think the the serpent raises right. voice, but the power of words and deception is every bit as cutting as the angry right things and so just the power of the choices that you make you know I know that uh, we're all fathers we're you know we're all husbands and there's so many things I look back and say I wish I could go take that back but you can't and so all we can really do is kind of look going forward 
Rob, you had a clip that was very, very on the other side of that equation, didn't you? Yeah, and and the reason I did, I uh, I wanted this clip because it's the speaking the power of blessing. And this week, my uh, son was headed towards California, and I got to spend the weekend a lot of time with him. And then early Tuesday morning, he was headed for California, where he was going to go live and work in a car dealership of all places. <laughs> But it, the Holy Spirit kind of grabbed me that uh, Tuesday morning and said, let's, let's speak a blessing over him. And it, it was phenomenal to me because it kind of came out of, I had no idea that that's where I was headed. But then he laid out to me some things that he really felt like I could speak this blessing over my son. And I, I called my wife in uh, to the kitchen there as he was leaving, and we put our hands on him, and I was able to say, some things through prayer that you know lord give him a a double spirit of faith that i have give him mm-hmm. twice everything you've given me give him a, a picture of what you've meant him to be and, and what you wanted to speak into his life and i thought how cool was it that the holy spirit gave me that moment of opportunity but also being the father of <laughs> two daughters and a granddaughter often um they come to us in fear, and, and so w- when I was thinking about clips, uh, this is from the movie Imagine That with Eddie Murphy, and he had this special time with his daughter that just speaks volumes to every dad who ever raised a daughter when they're at that point where they need a word of encouragement, and, and he did this so marvelously that I thought it really just spoke to my heart. I'm scared about the fall thing on Saturday. What are you afraid of? Your mother told me you were excited about it. Well, everybody has a solo, and mine is on the last song, and I started. So if I mess up, the whole entire song is wrapped. What makes you think you're going to mess up? I can't sing. What do you mean you can't sing? I can. Yes, you can. Where's the song you're going to sing? Let me see. I'll put it to the right page. What song yeah, do you do? This page. All right. All you need is love. I'll catch a good one. It's the Beatles. Tell you what. Here's what you do. Come over here. I'm going to get you on stage here. This is the stage now. No, no, you're going to get on stage, and I'm going to be in the audience. It's going to be just like you're at the play. I'm all the people in the audience. I came to see the show. We all like, ooh, this is great. Well, I can't wait to see the show. Who's in this show? Ooh, who's that? I wonder if she can sing. All right, now you got to get ready now. So you got to get ready to see because everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Now you got to say, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. I can't. Yes, you can. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can do that can't be done. But here's how you're singing it. You say it, and then you take the last word and just stretch it out. Say, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nah, I didn't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Yeah, all right, now, here's the second line. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Then we go higher now. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. A little higher, though, higher, higher. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Oh, my baby sound like mini Ripperton. Okay, let's drop it lower. Let's do it like a frog. There's nothing you can sing that can't be sung. Daddy, you're just doing what I did to you. Yeah, that's right. I'm doing what you did to me. Now, let's Let's try. It's not the thing that can't be solved. See, you're doing it. Okay, listen, okay, here's the next one. There's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. There's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Ah, that's it. That's it. You're singing. Take a bow. Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you. 
Okay, now if that didn't warm your heart, <laughs> you don't. You have a heart of stone. If that didn't, yeah, warm. you need to be praying a little bit. But yeah, that. Uh, wow, you know, I'd like to be that guy. You know, more times than than not. And and, and daughters put you in that spot quite yeah. often, and, 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 and then your granddaughters, yeah, um, that are headed you guys way. But it, it's already there for say, me. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea. And, and they just have a natural thing that that, that just. It puts you in that position to to speak into their lives and pay attention to them because, you know, they love mm-hmm. to to be noticed and to, you know, show that they matter. I know that you guys were able to be a part of this and it was meant a lot to me, but um, when Caleb turned 16, you know, I had got it laid on my heart when he was 13 and I was praying a lot about, you know, he's becoming a young man and then when he turned 16, God said, it's time and and so just had a, wasn't a birthday party. It was more of a, just a coming of age party and had some people get up and speak and, and just talk about Caleb and really just give him a blessing. And, and honestly, I think it, it made a significant difference, uh, in an already good kid. You know, I think it just really spoke some things into him. And I think of now that, that Heidi's dad's not here. I mean, he never would have heard some of that stuff, Yeah. you know? And so, that's really, really cool that, you know, God said, Hey, I want you to go do this. And, um, not knowing what the impact could be down the road, but the power of our words and scriptural, the blessing was a huge deal. It meant everything back in, in, in the day. And the scripture that sticks in my heart is from one of my family's favorite bands, building 429, which is based off Ephesians 429 that only use words that build up people. And, and I would say that we need to go further and say, only do actions that build up people. You don't want to tear them down. And that's really, especially with little girls and little granddaughters, you can say one thing the wrong way and they will, the enemy will filter it and repeat it exactly how you didn't mean it. Hmm. So it's so important to, on a consistent basis, build up the people around you with words and positive actions. Yeah. And just to, to make, make the point, I'd like, you know, for everybody just to kind of think for a second What's one thing that you heard that really just hurt? That really just rocked your world? And I bet you can go right back to it. And you can feel those emotions. And hopefully you've been blessed in your life when someone's done the opposite. They've really spoke some truth into your your heart. And I'd ask you to think about that. You know, whether that be another person, whether it be God, whatever that might be, but just remember the power of those words. And that's really what we're talking about is you know, controlling the tongue. And I, I think it, it provides actually a golden opportunity. If, if that hurts still there and you're feeling a lot of pain that's mm-hmm. there, you know, number one, for sure, it didn't come from God because there's no condemnation mm-hmm. there. So there's no way it came from God. So if there's pain related to it, then as our friend Todd would say, it, maybe it's time to check under the hood mm-hmm. and spend some time with God and ask him, where's that really coming from and can i play bruce willis and the kid you know can i go speak to the younger robbie or the little sam or the little al and go see how i process something that happened in my past and the, perhaps the lie or the root that you talked about that i bought into and and there is what jesus came to do set us free but to actually experience that and in prayer ask jesus to go with you back to that incident and ask jesus to help you interpret that and and, and, and get t- 
to the place where you got your older self interpreting that, wow, it was my father was actually very upset. My mother was fixed to die and he was scared. You know, that's mm. tremendous insight. Yeah, you can see it through an adult's eyes versus a child's eyes that can't do it. You know, we struggled with that within our group. Um, over the last year, you know, we kind of took the analogy that this was a foxhole or a fort and we each have a gate that we're responsible for. Do we let the enemy in or do we keep him out? And we, we finally came up, I think the best analogy is we're all in the foxhole together and you never point your gun at your, your, um, compatriot in a foxhole. You never yeah. turn your gun. If your tongue is a loaded gun, you don't turn that on the people you love. You don't even want to turn it on the people you hate. It's just going to make it worse. But, you know, we have to block that out is in a united front as a brotherhood. And we have to do the same thing at home. I heard something today, Robbie, that, you know, you're talking about, reminded me of, I was over at the uh, Winston-Salem Rescue Mission. They were talking about that second leg of the program that guys go through over there, the one-year program. And it's a life-changing kind of program. And one of the things they ask the guys to do is uh, during the year is deal with four giants. You know, they won't take two months and they're going to focus on a giant. You know, my giant might be anger. It might be lust or whatever. And they intentionally make the last giant addiction because a lot of the guys struggle with addiction because addiction's never the root cause. Right. It's always the end. And so going back and getting into where did that anger come from or in Bruce Willis's case in this movie, where did that coldness come from this deference that I don't really care about people. And so just want to challenge you to think about how you could really be more of that encouraging person because it does make a world of difference. You know, Robbie, I know there's been people that spoke some things into your heart and we've all done it with each other mm-hmm. at one point or another. And it really is powerful when God kind of speaks through someone else. So Al, I want to ask you, if you had to pick one time that somebody really spoke power into you, do you know when that would be? It was my wife. When we met with the pastor to get married, um, she said, before we go any further, I want to make sure the words love, honor, and obey are in my vows because I trust Al to lead our family. That's awesome. And that's the thing. You got to have these words. And so go out and say, God, even when you're angry, I need your help here. I don't want to hurt. And control that tongue because it does make a world of difference to somebody. Thanks for joining. Ah.